All right. Let me uh, tell you about Jace Medical. You need to prepare for a different kind of America. Um, I think we have entered yet another uh, new chapter. You need to shift gears into understanding what's coming our way. And what's coming our way in some cases is, uh, you know, supplies of anything, having shortages of your dollar being worth less and less. I think we are headed towards World War III, and you need to prepare mentally for that. Now, one of the things you can do is you can get all of your your medicine from Jace Medical for a year. I, I please, I beg you, the one thing that you you can't live without, in some cases literally, is your your medicine. Go to Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. This is the only solution that I have found if you're a prepper of being able to have medications on hand up to a year at your house, jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. Use the promo code Beck. So today's broadcast and podcast, I have tried to lay out the choices that are in front of us. And I don't think the choice has ever been more clear between good and evil. And I don't know which side of the fence America will end up on. I know what side of the fence I and my family are on. We are headed towards war. It would take a miracle to avoid World War III at this point. Uh, and maybe this miracle will happen. I don't know. It has happened before when it comes to Israel. It could happen. But it is going to be... We're on a tightrope right now. And everything is falling in uh, a not-so-great direction. I want to finish our conversation uh, with, a, uh, with a dear friend and the author of the book, You Will Own Nothing, Carol Roth about what is coming our way, what does war mean, and how should we all prepare? And we talked to her in 60 seconds. So what does debt look like in your household? Sorry if I just wrecked a otherwise perfectly wonderful morning by bringing that up, but it's a serious question you need to be thinking about, especially the way things are going in the economy. Do you owe a lot? 
Is it something like high interest credit cards? Because if there, if that's the way you have it and you're paying 20, 25%, you got to get that interest rate down. Take control of your financial household. Right now, I want you to call American Financing. American Financing, they're helping people just like you get out from underneath that debt burden and start to realize significant savings. Imagine saving $700 every single month. That's what they're doing, helping the average customer to save $700 a month. And with that mortgage interest being tax deductible, it'll stretch even further. This isn't right for everybody, but start today and see if it might be right for you. You could delay up to two mortgage payments. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, So the difference between our debt and our deficit is, uh, is that our deficit is what at the end of the month, at the end of the year... Are we short? And we add that to our debt. The deficit in September alone was $166 billion. The U.S. government deficit finished the year at a whopping $1.7 trillion for the 2023 fiscal year that ended last month. These numbers were just released yesterday. After declining in recent years due to the pandemic ending, the deficit is now back on the rise. trillion in 2023, that's more than double last year when you exclude the president's now overturned student debt cancellation and timing shifts. Deficits are doubling. Interest rates are surging. Major trust funds on the course to be exhausted within a decade. Security threats on the rise. Have I missed anything, Carol Roth? Oh, boy, Glenn. Um, I'm sure there are many things that we can talk about. But first, I just want to say that, like, right now, I'm kind of um, hanging around kindness icon Mr. Rogers <laughs> saying <laughs> when things are really bad, you know, that we see these scary things, look for the helpers. Yes. And so I'm just so grateful to you for being on that side of good and being one of the helpers and bringing mm. this information to people, because I do think that it's really critical Um, In terms of what you're missing is that we are in a shift of a global financial order, which has been brought on by ourselves, by by our leadership, by the fact or the lack of leadership, the fact that they have put us in this financial position, the fact that we have this balance sheet that makes no sense given the financial strength of our country. This is an emerging market in crisis type of balance sheet that would normally have a currency crisis attached to it. But because we we have the world's reserve currency, that's what keeps us afloat. And so this has empowered what is going on. It's empowered the bad actors around the world, the Chinas, the Russias, the Irans, who want to take down the United States to try to cause chaos. If we were in a really strong financial position, this wouldn't happen. So our economic security and our national security is really closely tied together. And I think that is a fundamental tenet that has been missed from the broader uh, mainstream media conversation for quite some time. They've been acting like we can just spend whatever we want because we quote unquote print our own currency. And that has put us in a very dangerous situation. So we are, I believe, and and maybe you have a different uh, opinion, but 
in talking to the experts uh, that I've talked to off the air and just looking at the tea leaves here, I, I, I think it'll be a miracle if we avoid World War III. Would you agree with that or disagree? So I am going to pray for the best yes. and prepare for the worst. Right. Um, the fact that we have been on this precipice of war is not something that is new. You and I have talked about this for you know probably at least six months, if not longer. The introduction of my book actually says that World War III hangs in the balance with you know, a certain probability. So things have been very tenuous. Certainly this situation um, has, has kindled it and brought it to a new level. I think if you look back historically, you'll see that, you know, the, the Ukraine situation is also tied into this loosely and, and, you know, kind of creates a, a historical trajectory. And, you know, all we can do now is just pray and hope that, yes. like you said, we find that that way out, but we cannot count on it. And so we do need to prepare mentally. We need to prepare our finances. You know, we need to do everything we can to protect our families um, because, you know, that's what you do. Even if something is a lower probability but has a really bad outcome, you you ensure for it. You would prepare for it. So and that's it's strange to say this, uh, Carol, but I don't think uh, World War Three is a black swan event. It was yep. two years ago. But no. today, it's not a black swan event. Um, you can easily see this this happening. So uh, what will that mean for the dollar? I mean, we don't have the money for a th this would be a two front war uh, because it would be Ukraine with Russia and Israel with uh, Iran. And uh, and then also, I don't think China would hesitate to pull the trigger on Taiwan. Because we, we couldn't do it. We've yeah, you, never been in this position since World War One. Yeah, you pulled the words out of my mouth. I think it's important to kind of understand the financial backdrop and where we are today, because obviously war is always costly, but we're in a, a, a very different situation. We're in a situation where we need to finance war and we don't have a lot of people who have the ability or the desire to finance it. So if you go back um, be before the Great Recession financial crisis, the 2004 to 2008 period, we had mostly foreign entities who were financing our deficits. After the Great Recession financial crisis, they sort of started to lighten up. And so there was a mixture. Anything that wasn't financed by foreign entities, central banks, you know, adding current uh, treasuries to their reserves and the like was financed by the, the first time we legitimately had QE, uh, which was the Fed monetizing our debt, going in and buying the treasuries themselves. Since Something, by the way, that the Fed said they would never, ever do. Right. Um, from 2014 on, and this is all per Luke Rahman, who does a great job in, in, in breaking this down economically, global central banks have been net sellers instead of net buyers of treasuries. So the biggest person or entity that we have today to buy our own debt is the Fed. Private institutions, as we know, the banks and the like, they don't have the capacity. They're teetering right now anyway. So we're in a very precarious situation. So what happens when we need to go out and we need to raise more debt? 
either the interest rates have to go so, so high to entice investors, private investors to leave behind other investments to go and and finance this debt, or because that's going to cause mass chaos everywhere, then you have the Federal Reserve that has to come in and they have to do um, some buying in either the form of that QE, which is a, a certain amount of bonds that they say that they're going to buy, or something called yield curve control, which means we're going to get the interest rate down to a very specific point, and we'll just buy as many bonds as we need to in order to make that happen. So that's one thing that could happen. And of course, this is all very multifaceted. So at the same time, you have the BRICS entities who could be working on the other side saying, we're we're going to start flooding the market. We're going to sell more treasuries and try to make the the interest rates grow going up. That's what they've been doing on kind of a light basis. Mm -hmm. But, you know, China still has a a massive amount of treasuries on its balance sheet and, and some of these other countries. So that could be happening. And then the third piece of the puzzle, and this is going to sound strange to people as we always you know, beat up on what's happening with the U.S. dollar and our economy, but the U.S. Treasury market is the biggest, most liquid market that is considered a safe haven. And in times of war and uncertainty, investors flock into the Treasury market. So that could actually counterbalance it. So you have these mm. three different kind of scenarios that are all kind of working in different directions in play. Um, at the same time that you probably have a slowing of the economy, you probably have a raising of taxes to try to you know, eat away at some of this deficit. And so none of this is good. Um, you know, so from an individual perspective, when you have this, this is why you, you often see kind of the flight to the safe haven assets. So you do have people right now who are flocking back into treasuries. We've seen the interest rates come down because there has been more of that over the past few days. And things like precious metals that people consider more safe haven assets Uh, But it is a really complex financial picture in the short run. In the long run, Glenn, though, a couple things. One is that we know that this is not going to be good for our debt position. And as I've talked about with you and I said in my book, you're not every new financial world or not every uh, war brings about a new financial world order. But every new financial world order has been preceded by war. So don't think that the powers that be that are looking to shift the dollar's dominance isn't a huge factor in what's going on right now and seeing that this could be an opportunity to bring about that seed change that we have been warning about, you and Dark Future, me and you own nothing. So there are a lot of things at play and at stake here, highly, highly interconnected and complicated, but none of them would be considered a good short-term or mid-term outcome. Okay, I want to talk to you about what the average person can do. And are we entering a time where uh, some of those lessons that our grandparents taught us uh, who went through the Depression uh, should be resurrected? And maybe we should kind of talk about, you know, those lessons, because I don't remember anything except if you don't eat your dinner, it's going on the top of the fridge or in the fridge and you're going to have that for breakfast you know, save all Christmas paper, all the crazy things that our grandparents did if you grew up with a grandparent from the great generation, the greatest generation. We'll talk about that. Give me one minute here. Let me tell you about Goldline. Uh, I mean, what more do I need to say? 
I don't know what is coming. I don't know what's coming for the financial world. I mean, it's it's crazy. I do know that the world is going into chaos. Um, You know, the the Fabian window, uh, you know, is so I heat up the world so I can mold it closer to my heart's desire. That's what's happening right now. But they shatter it to pieces first. They have to shatter it to pieces in storms like this, the beacon of stability is always gold or precious metals. Right now at Goldline, you can purchase a one ounce gold legal tender bar card. This is something that I helped design with the Canadian Mint that breaks it up into usable uh, amounts. And you can carry it around like it's a credit card in your wallet. One ounce gold legal tender bar card. You're going to get, if you buy that, two 308 caliber two ounce silver bullets for free. Now, they obviously don't fire, but they are made of pure silver. Tangible assets might be the lifeboat that you need. Reach out now to Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Carol, um, if we go to war... We're just going to have to spend so much. And, you know, Arthur Herman, who is one of my favorite historians, uh, wrote a book. Oh, what was it? The War Machine or uh, Freedom's Forge. And in it, he talked about the companies that stepped to the plate in 1940 to get us ready to go to war. And he has wondered, in fact, the Pentagon has had him out to talk to him about would we get that kind of support from American industry? Well, one we don't have a lot of American industry. Are we headed towards a time that the average person will recognize this uh, as something that they will teach their kids and their grandchildren like our grandparents did with World, with, um, World War II and the Great Depression? I mean, I certainly think it's too early to make that prediction as a, a probability, but I do think that it's not off the table And as I was saying before, when you have things that might be lower probabilities even, but have really high cost outcomes, that's when you ensure and you plan for those kinds of things. And you you hope that it doesn't come to that. Um, But I do think we need to be thinking through those. Even if we are able to avoid World War III, or even if there's a conflict that you know is regionalized and doesn't sort of right. fully draw us and the globe in, we were already in a very precarious financial situation um, that was going to cause some of the chaos anyway. So that would just be a complete wild card taking things in the other direction. I think you need to be concerned about how you're getting your energy, um, whether it's the cost of it or the availability, because given the players that are involved, um, certainly that's going to be an issue. 50 years ago, you know, during the uh, the Arab-Israeli-Yom um, Kippur war conflict, obviously that was um, a huge issue. And so I think that we can realistically say that's an issue today. And oh, by the way, our president who did this little stunt of you know, re- releasing our strategic reserves 
reserves. Um, you know, we don't have strategic reserves here in the U.S. that you know the way that we did before. So I really think you should be thinking about that from an energy standpoint. I do think you need to have those safe haven assets that we talked about. So in the short term, maybe go into some of the shorter term treasuries. Um, make sure that you have some hedges in precious metals, like we were talking about with gold and silver. And then, you know, from a personal austerity point, um, you know, I don't think we have to do, like you said, what, what my grandma used to do is she used to wash her paper plates. And yeah. I didn't understand why are you washing the paper plates? And, you know, that was what you did in the depression because you yes. needed to reuse those again. Um, I don't think we need to move to that level of austerity today. Sure. But beef up your emergency funds, you know, make sure that you are cutting back on your spending and getting your own house in order so that you do have some extras. And as you were talking about before, some of these other preparation types of items, making sure that you have the food and you have the water and you have the medicines, which if things go sideways, we saw during COVID how the supply chains go down. Imagine what happens if that becomes a broader international conflict. So we should have learned that lesson over the last three years. And I know it's a lot coming out of this period to have to go back into another period potentially immediately. But, you know, you need to get your head on straight now and prepare. And again, let what we will all pray. We all pray that we don't have to be in that situation. But if you are prepared, you are going to be far ahead of everybody else in dealing with this if it takes a, a massive turn for the worst. So the the real problem is not necessarily collapse of the dollar, but it is inflation. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday, that no matter what the Fed is doing, it's bleeding people dry and yep. the government continues to spend and inflation should be going down with the interest rates, but it's not. It's going up. Um, how does that work with, let's say, if you own a house or if you are working at a job? I know people. Geez, we only have one minute. Um, can I hold you over? Yeah, of course. OK, let me just finish the question. I, I know yeah. people um, here that are, you know, living on the edge now, making good money, what was good money, now yep. it's not going very far. How does this work and how do you keep, let's say, a business afloat where you have to pay your people more because they can't afford to live, but you can't charge more for your product? How do you navigate that? Can you help us on that a little bit? I will, I will do my best to try okay. when we come back. <laughs> okay. All right. When we come back, give her a second to think about that. Uh, this is Carol Roth. She is the author of the book, You Will Own Nothing. Uh, it is a great companion book to Dark Future, uh, laying out what is coming uh, our way. Today is a very special broadcast. Uh, if you've missed any of it, please go back to the beginning of it and listen to the podcast in its entirety today. It's an important one. And tonight on Blaze TV. Program. There was a time, and you know the time I'm talking about, when it wasn't anything for you to pack a full day of life's little adventures. And, you know, you'd, you'd spend it with the people that you love and doing the things that you love. And you had energy and you weren't in pain. Then came the pain. Maybe it came slowly, a tennis game, a pleasant afternoon walk at a time. Maybe you settled in uh, with this pain overnight, but it never left you. Well, you have two choices. You can fight it or you can give in to it. 
I will tell you, I gave in to mine. I fought and fought and fought, and I didn't think anything would work. And then my wife suggested that I try Relief Factor, and I did. Within three weeks, all, all they ask is for three weeks. Don't make a huge commitment to it. Do it for three weeks. Take it as directed for three weeks. If you're seeing any improvement at all, keep taking it. I know when I stopped after three weeks because it's not working, holy cow, did I find the difference of Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Try it now. ReliefFactor.com. 1-800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. 800-4-RELIEF. ReliefFactor.com. Need some real coverage on what's happening in the Middle East? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. Immediately following uh, this broadcast on uh, Sirius XM, I am going to be on the Megan Kelly program that you can hear. And uh, I'll be there for, I don't know, about a half hour or so uh, talking about Israel and what is coming our way. So that happens right after this broadcast. And don't forget tonight, a very special episode, one that is... I. Uh, well, I'll talk about it here in a second. First, let me let me finish up with Carol Roth. We were talking about the economy and, you know, the average person uh, is their their savings being depleted. They're up to their eyeballs in debt with credit cards now. Twenty, twenty five percent interest rates that could even go higher. Um, and they're going to we're going to hit a time here where their salary we're probably close to that now where their salary does not make ends meet at the end of the week. So how do, how does the average person navigate that and what do companies do? I mean, just raise the price cause they got to pay people more. Yeah. So first of all, I, I want to reiterate that this discussion is not meant for people to panic but for people to prepare. And it's a very different mindset. Don't let yourself freak out because that's when you make bad financial decisions. So you want to just be resolute and gather as much information and do things that are, are sort of sound financially. And the other thing is, is that while Glenn and I both see trajectories um, neither of us have a crystal ball. I, I don't do. know, Glenn, you're not part of the Psychic Friends Network, are No, you? I know I am, and I do, but I okay. don't talk about it very often. I've got my crystal ball. Okay, so, yeah. so we don't know exactly because people can react differently, right? I mean, yeah. you could have a war. People could go YOLO. Hey, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I'm going to spend all my money. You could have a strong account. We just really don't know. So we Correct. just want to protect and ensure ourselves. It's why I, I, say, I say I, I am here to warn, and you are here to warn, but this doesn't mean it happens. People can choose other things. Look at how Biden kind of reacted in the right way yesterday. Yes. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't have to end this way. But just with your mindset, you shift gears. So you're you're traveling along the same road. So if we decide to take the exit at war or whatever, you're prepared mentally. You're not way back in another region. 
Exactly. Exactly. So this is meant to make you resolute and strong. I would say, first of all, if you are somebody who is retired or close to retirement, you have to talk to your financial advisor. If you don't have one, you have to get one about capital preservation because there is going to be increased volatility and you don't have the same trajectory as somebody who's maybe 20 or 25 years away from retirement who can wait that out. So you have to be focused on capital preservation and you may need to make some switches in your portfolio, not only to include a little bit more insurance and hedging, but to maybe switch up your allocation so that you have that capital preserved because we are going to potentially be in a position where we can see very wild swings. Um, Certainly, again, there are bad actors around the world who have lots of of, uh, US dollar capital. They could put pressure on the market what's going on could put pressure on the market. So you just want to be in a place, you know, especially if you're you're counting on your Retirement. income that you have, yes, you have mm-hmm. preserved your capital. If you have a, a shorter runway. Um, if you, again, if you have a longer runway, do not freak out right now. I think you need to be thinking that, you know, hopefully we're going to make this through long term. Again, make the, the insurance adjustments, but you're in a very different position. And if we're in a position where everything goes sideways, that's going to be sort of the, the last of your concerns. Um, I think that, again, some austerity, I know people you know, have are having a very difficult time making ends meet, and I'm not trying in any way to dismiss this. My heart goes out to you. Inflation has been a, a huge burden Horrible. for the middle, middle and working class. But there are always places where can, people can cut back. I look at people's budgets all the time and they say, I, I, I pulled back everything I can. And it's like, well, what about these subscriptions? And what about this vacation? And, you know, what about this? And there's always things that really fall in the category of, of wants and not needs. And so it really is a time when you should be practicing that personal austerity and building up that emergency fund. And I think for a business, it's a really good time to go through a planning exercise and say, if we do need to downsize, what does that look like? Mm. Where can we cut back um, if we need to step up? Because maybe we're a business that is going to be, you know, more required in a period of war. Because obviously, you know, all different kinds of businesses in this country, you know, how would we go about doing that? But just put yourself in a good financial position, you know, having yourself in a rocky area where you're having a hard time making ends meet or you're drowning in debt is really bad in any scenario, but it's extra bad in these very uncertain times. So do what you can. And if you need a helping hand, just reach out to somebody who can sit down and and maybe it's hard for you to make that decision personally, but somebody else who's a little bit more objective can look back and go, you know, do do you really need to do this? Or can we cut back here? You know, even if it's just for six months, just to give you that peace of mind, Glenn, to give you a little bit more breathing room so you feel like if something is going you know, badly or we're in a scenario for six months or nine months or a year, that you have more flexibility to feel like you can make it through that. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Um, all right. We'll, we'll talk again. Thanks, Carol. Thanks, uh, Ben. The, the most important thing is do not panic on anything. It is... It is I'm, I'm here to warn you, but also to tell you that God has things under control and he's aware of all of this. You just stay close to him. Uh, do the next right thing and don't panic. You're going to be fine. We'll make it. Certainly no, no reason to panic.
I mean, there's plenty of ways out of Israel if you happen <laughs> to be there. You know, well, I mean, it's not a big deal. I mean, you know, have you, you heard, sure have you heard from John Kirby? I mean, he outlined this quite clearly. Really? Because there's a lot of people trapped yeah, in Israel. No, some people are saying that. But it's, it's not true. Not OK, true. here's John Kirby. There are still many viable options for Americans who may want to leave Israel. The uh, airport is still open. Not all well, commercial carriers are flying out of Ben Gurion, but but many are, particularly but, international mm-hmm. air carriers. And there's still some viable uh, ground routes so if people wanted to leave Israel oh, uh, via road. Uh, that's road. still possible uh, as well. Right, look, oh, there's uh, lots of ways out. Tons Let's see. of ways. You could go. You could drive south and go through Egypt, mm-hmm. where Hamas is amassing at the border. Yep, yep. Um, you could go That's north to Lebanon, yes, where Hezbollah yes. is uh, there. Rumors of that uh, front opening up. Today. You could go east mm-hmm. to Syria, okay, or to Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan might be a good way. There you go. Or let me let me, let me ask you this: Have You ever heard of Uber? You just get on the app. And you call Uber and say, get me to Turkey, you know, Turkey, yeah. uh, which is They're a very safe place for yeah. Jews. Very um, good. Place, you know, hey, yeah. what's going on in Damascus these days? Get right. Me, you know, take me there. Right. Uh, get a lift. Right. There are multiple options. Um, have you ever. You're, you know, can I tell you something? You're missing the most obvious. Okay. Okay. You're over there. Let's say you're just, you know, you're you're over there because it was the holy weekend or whatever it is. Sure. You're American, and uh, you just say, uh, you know, I, I need the house car. Because, um, you know, you're probably staying at the Waldorf or something oh, like okay. that. And mm-hmm. so you just uh, you call the Waldorf yeah. up and you say, hey, Waldorf Astoria, yeah, hi, I'm in room 323. I need the house car mm. to take me to Istanbul. That's not bad. And, yeah, just I do mean, that. I don't know why people don't do that. They just don't. You know what? They don't they utilize don't, it nearly enough. Yeah. They really yeah, don't. Yeah. Um, I might also recommend my my kids really enjoy riding the, their hoverboards. Really, the, the two wheels and they uh-huh. balance themselves on top. I right. mean, you could. Why aren't there a flood of people on hoverboards just going Hezbollah towards the Syrian loves border? Them. Hezbollah loves them. The, yeah, the IRGC, the yes. Iranians have not seen hoverboards. And look, they they'd be fascinated by them. They'd probably run the other direction because they'd be like, "Oh my gosh, well, how are these well, things floating? It, what's, what's, what, what's how do these things on? operate?" Yeah. So I'm just saying that that's a possibility. There, there, he's right. There's a lot. Whatever happened to us, Stu? Whatever happened to, hey, we have people trapped. We're going to go in with a SEAL team. Yeah. Hey, somebody kidnapped everybody. We're going to go in with a SEAL team. Kind of surprising there hasn't been more talk about that. For I mean, look, Israel has got a lot to deal with right now. And they're in the middle of putting this plan together. But, like, I'm a little surprised at the silence of America. This is... No, he gave a speech yesterday. This would be... Would it not, Glenn, the greatest, uh, the worst um, kidnapping of... Mass kidnapping of Americans since Iran? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. this By is, the same people, too. Yeah, of course, by the same people. Yeah. Um, wouldn't that be something we'd react to? I feel like we reacted a lot to the Iran thing. There's well, like I bet Affleck made a movie about it. I mean, yeah, it had to be there a was deal. a movie. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people don't know. Ted Koppel got his start on that. Maybe people don't know who Ted Koppel is or Nightline, mm. but that started, mm-hmm. you know, big we're deal. day five in the Iranian hostage crisis. And every day that broadcast was was made it later morphed into something else after we retrieved the hostages yeah this time i'm not sure we're even thinking about that because there are lots of roads you know look you've been taken hostages okay you you're you're a hostage with hamas there's windows there's doors just use one of those 
there's lots of routes out of that hostage house. Yeah. And then there are roads that can take you out. Right. I mean, that's a very good, it's a very good point. I just, they're not even thinking of these things, you know? You yeah. Remember those hovercrafts? They can, they can go over sand. What about landing a bunch of American planes or just calling up and saying, hey, American Airlines, you still running? Could we maybe double the uh, amount of flights that are going in there? Mm. I know Lufthansa is doing that. Now, think of this for irony. Lufthansa. Lufthansa. <laughs> the German airline is helping Jews get out of Israel. I, 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 uh, mm. If you're a German citizen, Lufthansa's flying at, you know... They're fine. Yeah. But They're fine. They, you know, they, I mean, and John Kirby pointed this out, a lot of viable ways out. Why not private jet? You know, just schedule your own, just charter one. You don't even see, have to own the jet. You don't even have to go to, uh, see, I, you're such a, I mean, you're smarter than, I said, hey, you know, Waldo Frestoria, house car, take me to Istanbul. Right. Just take me to a, you know, a private FBO. Just take me to the oh, private airport. That's how you do it. Where, you know, I can get a jet. Yeah. I, and there's just wow. so much misleading information out there. And, and I feel like people don't go to trusted sources anymore, you know? Uh, it's like, like, well, I mean, I, I was going to use it. If, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of examples of this. Um, but maybe I would start with Mia Khalifa, the porn star. Um, you know, what well, does she Playboy. think about the Israel, the debate? Thank you for saying that. I thought it was just me. Right. Like, I, I mean, I... I feel like a lot of people are forming their opinions on this conflict without even knowing what Mia Khalifa believes right. about it. I mean, it who and- doesn't go to their favorite porn star when when <laughs> things are out of control, now, you know? Now, technically, Glenn, yeah. she's an ex-porn star. So, of and course I would she say, is. I, Once a porn star? Always a porn star, yeah. right? You don't lose that title. Like, like hmm. Paul Newman is still a movie star. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, maybe not now. Not now. Not today. Yeah. Well, I would say still today. He's still yeah, a movie okay. star, right? He's not active. Not active. In fact, he's very inactive. Very inactive, very inactive right inactive now. Right but you can now. go back. I mean, Sean Penn. Yeah. Is Sean Penn a movie star? He's not making any hit movies now, but yeah. he's still a movie still star. Still a movie star. You're right. Right? Once so, a porn well, star, d- always so a porn star. Number one most important thing is here. Mia, don't sell yourself short. Yes. You're not an ex-porn star. You're still You're a st- porn star, and that's right. important for and people to understand. And it is. You got it. Because... I don't know. It's like the house car thing. Why aren't more people just looking for what do we do? What do we think about this? Let's check with my favorite porn star. Right, right. Now, now if you don't know, Mia Khalifa is Lebanese. And you might say, oh, I saw some of her Lebanese movies. No, that's a different word. Uh, Lebanese, she's actually... She's not the L and the... No, it's a totally different... Uh, Is it really? Yeah, it's a totally different thing. So she's... Well, that helps me on the, well, the L people, because I thought, man, they're getting violent. They, they were. I, but they're separate the people. Thing, totally different. Totally thing. different. Totally okay. different group of people. All right. So she um, is a little upset uh, at this. and <laughs> Yeah. And you might think, well, of course she's upset. A bunch of uh, babies were decapitated and a right. bunch of women were raped and right. thousands of people were killed. Right. And 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 you would be right that she is upset just about something a little different. A little different. Now, the, the slightly different thing was yeah. that she actually thinks she's completely siding with Hamas. Oh. Um, she has now been fired from multiple uh, wonderful organizations uh, such as Playboy. Playboy. Too, and, too controversial for Playboy. Yes. Huh. Uh, she was okay. also fired. And this is sad, Glenn. Yeah. Now, again, we, we're so against cancel culture. Sure. We don't want 
No. Nothing, no, I don't care how many times you cheer on the uh, murder and rape of people. Yeah, you should you not should lose your job at a psychedelic a- mushroom company, <laughs> which she also... <laughs> Wow. Yeah. What is she going to do? What is she going to do? do? She Uh, might have to go back into porn now. Wow. Well, she'll have to. I mean, you know, but the good thing is Mm. porn can help those that just want to go out and rape. She can just kind of get them warmed up. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And then they just go out and rape. Mm. Well, look, it's all coming together. And uh, she's very upset. And I just hope that people are keeping keeping her in in her thoughts and prayers And remember, the thing you need to pull from today's show is call the Waldorf and ask for the house car. House car. House car. How many times do we have to say it? All right. Relief Factor. Relief Factor can help you. If you're in pain, no, it's not Relief Factor. It's Tunnel to Towers. They don't care about your pain. They care about other people's pain. Uh, Tunnel to Towers uh, is the one organization that has kept its vow to never forget 9-11. And they do lots of different things. They have uh, the 9-11 Institute to help educate kids from kindergarten to 12th grade about our history. They have nonfiction first-person accounts. They have through videos that are discovering real heroes. A full curriculum with social studies lessons for teachers. A mobile exhibit. A tractor trailer with an interactive museum with 9-11 artifacts. To never forget, we have to educate future generations. Will you donate $11 a month to help them? Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. I'm going to be joining Megan Kelly here in just a second to kind of go over some of the stuff we've talked about here on the program maybe a little more in-depth with the Megyn Kelly spin to it. Um, Please, tonight, um, invite a friend to watch with you the Glenn Beck program, the Wednesday night special, only on Blaze TV. Things that uh, you haven't seen or heard anyplace else. Face the truth. Tonight, 9 p.m., Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, join me.